Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Luke's English Podcast is completely free, but you can support the show if you want by clicking one of the yellow donate PayPal buttons on my website. Also, you can contribute to the show by signing up to Luke's English Podcast Premium. And if you do that, you get access to a huge library of content, including videos and audio and PDFs. And you would gain access to all of that, plus all the new stuff that comes out all the time. Recently, I've been doing uh, vocab pronunciation videos, and they go into the app and also online. So if you're a premium subscriber, you get to access all of it. And uh, so there you go. So if you want more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info, and that's where you get the details. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, Lepsters. How are you today? How's it going over there in Lepland, in whichever part of podcast land in, part, in, the, in, the, in the extended podcast universe? Uh, how's it going over there? What's going on with you these days? I mean, are you still are you still in lockdown? I don't know. Maybe not. You're back to work now? Is that what's going on? You've got to travel to work and all that stuff. Maybe you're listening to the podcast on the way to work. Maybe you're a university student and you're sort of in a weird limbo land where you've kind of partially completed your course, but you've still got more to do. And uh, what's going on? Or maybe you're just a, a, a person of leisure who doesn't really have to deal with such things and instead is able to enjoy a day uh, perusing the internet and uh, listening to a few episodes of uh, your favourite podcasts, maybe. So anyway, I hope you're well wherever you are and whatever you're doing, as usual. The weather here today is grey. It's overcast. The conditions are perfect for recording and indeed listening to an episode of Luke's English Podcast. So here we go. In this episode, I'm going to read through some insurance claims, which contain some very funny descriptions of people attempting to explain how they got into accidents while driving. Insurance claims. I think it should be pretty amusing. And, and as usual, there's lots of English to learn from it. So we're talking about driving and having accidents collisions or crashes in a car. So have you ever been in a car crash? What happened? Did you have to do any insurance paperwork afterwards? So insurance, this is when you've got some sort of legal cover for your vehicle, let's say. You need to, if, you, if you're going to drive on the roads in the UK, you need insurance. In case you have an accident, your insurance cover will pay for the accident, so you, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, you, yourself. So if you deal with an accident, usually you have to do insurance paperwork afterwards. So if you've had an accident, did you have to do any insurance paperwork? Did you have to describe what happened in your crash? 
And how did you do it? If you have an accident while driving in the UK, the insurance company sends you a claim form, which you fill in. And often there's a big space on the back that says, give in your own words, a description of how you think the accident occurred. And so this is where people give their account of the accident. And they always try to make it sound like it wasn't their fault, or they weren't, bre- they weren't breaking any speed limits. You know, like, I was driving down the road at 28 miles per hour, you know, that sort of thing. So these are genuine claim form extracts from real people's insurance claims. I have to say that I got inspired to do this episode by Jasper Carrot, a comedian from the 70s, 80s and 90s in the UK. Jasper Carrot actually used to live down the road from me uh, growing up. Um, when we used to live in Solihull. Jasper Carrot lived just down the road from me. I used to see him in the local pub sometimes. So this comedian, Jasper Carrot, used to do a routine about funny insurance claims. He would basically read out the insurance claims on stage and bring them to life, make comments about them and stuff. He said all the claims were all true, and I'd always been interested in finding some of those claim forms online. And after doing some searches, I've managed to find loads of those real insurance claims. So I've selected some, and we're going to go through them now one by one. Some of these are the same ones that Jasper Carrot used uh, when he used to read out um, claim forms in his comedy shows. The cool thing about this for learning English is not just that these are really funny and stupid descriptions. It's that they include moments when the language becomes a bit ambiguous and can mean several things at the same time, a bit like a joke. And also there are descriptions of movements and accidents that contain some nice bits of English. And we're going to go through all the vocab that comes up uh, as we go along, including a vocab review at the end. So if you don't find these particularly funny, you can at least learn some English from it all. And we're talking about vocabulary for movements, accidents, collisions, driving, verb tenses for storytelling, and all that kind of thing. Just think about that for a second. How do you describe moments when accidents happen? They're often quite difficult to describe. Have you ever had an accident? Can you try to describe exactly what happened in English? And uh, what you could do is just pause the podcast now for a moment And just think about an accident you've had, preferably a car accident. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Think about a car accident you've had and just pause the the podcast and just try to describe it in English. See how you get on. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm imagining you're going to pause the, the podcast. Let's have some pausing the podcast music. There you go. This is while all the listeners are... Pausing the podcast. This is the pod- podcast pausing music. Pausing, 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 pausing the podcast. Pausing, pausing, pausing the podcast. We're pausing, we're pausing, pausing the podcast. Pausing, pausing. Okay, that's enough of that. That was a weird musical um, tangent there. Anyway, so... I've, I expect you've paused the podcast at this point. I was in a car accident once. Let me describe it to you. Let's see how, what kind of language comes up as I try and describe this car accident. I may have described this on the podcast before. But anyway, here we go. This is my car accident story. So it was when I was a student. I must have been about 18 years old, I think. And I used to live in the countryside, as you may know. And I was going to college in a town 
probably about seven miles away from where I lived. I lived in um, a little village, like a, a one-horse town on the outskirts of Solihull near Warwickshire. And so I used to get picked up by a friend of mine who also attended the same college. And so he would pick me up uh, in the morning and we would drive to college like that. And uh, the thing is that he had, he was like one of these guys who had souped up cars. These cars were all sort of specially souped up. And he, he was driving a uh, Renault 5 GT Turbo, which was um, a classic little sporty hatchback. Uh, an absolute death trap, I have to say. And the way he used to drive it, I mean, I talked about this in a recent episode, didn't I, with James, when he was talking about that time he uh, sort of in a, inadvertently went on a scary motorbike ride. Well, driving in this car was a bit like that. So he used to drive it at top speed everywhere. And one day he was driving us both to college and we were flying around uh, the A41, this road uh, connecting Solihull and, and Warwick, flying around this road at top speed with the radio on, listening to some tunes. And we were coming around a sort of long, a long corner round to the left that went over a little hill. So we were coming round and it was sort of blind, slightly blind corner. But uh, my friend was flooring it. We were going at top speed round this thing. He then decides to fiddle with the stereo. And meanwhile, in the distance... I notice that a big truck, a big lorry, is backing out of a of a field, backing onto the road, which we are currently flying around at top speed, probably breaking the speed limit. I don't condone um, breaking the law. I don't condone uh, speeding. I think it's terribly, terribly stupid and dangerous. Anyway, so he's messing with the stereo. I notice this big lorry backing out of a field onto the road, and so I tell you know i shout to him he sees the thing slams on the brakes he absolutely slams on notice that this whole story is being told in the present simple tense that's interesting anyway he slams on the brakes and we start skidding and it's like you know you're thrown forwards no thrown forwards or back forwards in your seat as the car desperately tries to slow down and we've been in that situation before many of us where you're in a car that is breaking hard and you're sort of thrown forwards a bit as it breaks quite hard and you think oh my god are we going to have a crash and then you you manage to stop in time this was exactly like that we kind of braked like that and were pushed forwards and i thought we were going to stop but we didn't we just carried on and then it went into slow motion and bam we hit the side of this lorry and um, the car was uh, written off. It was a write-off. If if that uh, if you say that a car is written off or if it's a write-off, it means that it's so badly damaged that it would be more expensive to fix it than just to get a new car. So the car is basically like, you know, just a black line through the paperwork and it's condemned. So the car was written off, a massive dent in the front. Uh, the I guess the radiator was sticking out. Steam was coming out of it. Uh, my friend hit his head on the steering wheel. I hit my legs on the underside of the the kind of the dashboard area, uh, and you know got some whiplash. Uh, we were both fine, thankfully, and the truck, the lorry driver was fine. We just hit this metal bar on the side of the the lorry. But looking at, we were very dazed and confused. And looking up, I noticed that the lorry was full of sheep. So we smacked into the side of this lorry full of sheep. Car was written off. 
Um, I did end up with like whiplash, which is this thing in your neck when your neck goes like that and it gives you some sort of damage or pain in your neck. And I, re- I remember making an insurance claim for it, which I never applied for eventually because I think I only missed about two shifts working at the pub and the whole thing didn't seem worth it. So anyway, there you go. That's my story. What about you? And what about these claims? Uh, let's listen to these claims. 19 amusing insurance claims. See if you can notice what's funny or strange about these claims as I go through them, and also what's happening linguistically, which makes it funny. It's often due to slightly bad writing that these things ending up um, that these things end up sounding like something else. So I'm just going to read through them without explaining them, and then I'll read through them again, and I will explain them. There's a source for uh, where I got these uh, claims. It's from Acadia.com. Okay, let's start going through the insurance claims, and then I'll go through them again, and I'll explain them, and I'll, you know, utterly dissect the frog and all that stuff. Okay, so, number one. Going to work at 7am this morning, I drove out of my drive straight into a bus. The bus was five minutes early. Number two. The accident happened because I had one eye on the lorry in front, one eye on the pedestrian, and the other eye on the car behind. Number three. I didn't think the speed limit applied after midnight. Number four. The car in front hit the pedestrian, but he got up, so I hit him again. Number five. I pulled away from the side of the road, glanced at my mother-in-law and headed over the embankment. (laughs) Number six. I collided with a stationary truck coming the other way. Number seven. The pedestrian ran for the pavement, but I got him. (laughs) Number eight. uh, Number... That was number seven. This is number eight. In an attempt to kill a fly, I drove into a telephone pole. Number nine. Coming home, I drove into the wrong house and collided with a tree I don't have. Ten. Uh, I thought my window was down, but I found it was up when I put my head through it. Number eleven. The guy was all over the road. I had to swerve a... uh, mm -hmm. The guy was all over the road. I had to swerve a number of times before I hit him. Number twelve. I've been driving for 40 years when I fell asleep at the wheel and had an accident. (laughs) 13. As I approached an intersection, a sign suddenly appeared in a place where no stop sign had ever appeared before. Uh, 14. To avoid hitting the bumper of the car in front, I struck a pedestrian. (laughs) 15. I saw a slow-moving, sad-faced old gentleman as he bounced off the bonnet of my car. (laughs) Um, Number 16. No one was to blame for the accident, but it would never have happened if the other driver had been alert. 17. I bumped into a lamppost which was obscured by human beings. (laughs) 18. The accident was caused by me waving to the man I hit last week. Hello. And number 19 is a house hit my car, which actually is a true story. Apparently a house was being moved by a large truck 
and um, Ken, Ben Kiernan is the storyteller. Ben and his his uh, his friend. No, his Ben's friend had parked his car on the side of the road correctly. The house began to tilt off the truck and eventually fell off the truck, landing on Ben's friend's car. He eventually had the insurance paid after lengthy explanation and the moving company confirming the story. So there you go. All right, then, so that was 19 amusing insurance claims. Let's go through them again one by one and break them down. And here are some things to consider. So obviously, what's funny right? Is there anything actually funny about it? In some cases, it's obvious, but sometimes it's a bit more subtle. Um, Also, in the case of ambiguously or badly worded sentences, what is the writer actually trying to say? What does the writer seem to say? And how could it be rewritten? Okay, because a lot of these are just sort of a bit ambiguous. So, going to work at 7am this morning, I drove out of my drive straight into a bus. The bus was five minutes early. I think this is fairly clear. It's funny because he blames the bus for being early, as if he doesn't actually just look. When he pulls out, he just judges traffic by the bus schedule. So it's quite clear, really, isn't it? Um, Okay, number two. The accident happened because I had one eye on the lorry in front, one eye on the pedestrian, and the other eye on the car behind. Like, wait a minute, how many eyes do you have? (laughs) You got three eyes? Uh any vocab you know what i'm going to do with the vocab i'm going to sweep it all up later so i'm just going to go through these and do them for sort of meaning and just funniness and whatever and do that thing about what the writer really meant and stuff like that and then i'll sweep up all the vocab afterwards okay so the third one is i didn't think the speed limit applied after midnight which is clearly just totally stupid um Number four, the car in front hit the pedestrian, but he got up, so I hit him again. Now, this sounds like it was intentional, doesn't it? The car in front hit the hit the pedestrian, but he got up, so I hit him again. Sounds a bit intentional. He hit him again because he got up. The pedestrian got up, so I hit him again. I think probably it would be better to say, so I, you know, the pedestrian got up, so I couldn't avoid hitting him. Or he got up and I couldn't avoid him, I would say. Number five, I pulled away from the side of the road, glanced at my mother-in-law and headed over the embankment. An embankment is like a sort of, I guess, like a kind of little cliff or a, or a, uh, yeah, a large bank where you might have the edge of the road and then an embankment and then maybe like another road a few metres below, but it's a long drop. Um, so I pulled away from the side of the, of the road, meaning I started my car and moved away, glanced at my mother-in-law, meaning had a quick look at my mother-in-law and headed over the embankment, meaning drove over the embankment. Now, again, this sounds like it was intentional and that he did it because of his mother-in-law, as if, you know, being in the car with her was so awful that he decided to head over the embankment. I think it probably should be rewritten like this. Like I lost track of where I was going when I glanced at my mother-in-law and then I went over the embankment. And also saying I headed over the embankment sounds like he chose to do it. Like you normally would head to the bar, let's head to the pub, meaning go in that direction, head to the bar, meaning go in the direction of the bar, head home, meaning go home. Like you choose to do it. So I headed over the embankment suggests that he looked at his mother-in-law, was so horrified that he drove over the edge of the road. Um, Number six, I collided with a stationary truck coming the other way. Now, 
<laughs> technically the truck couldn't have been coming the other way because it was stationary stationary meaning not moving so um i mean the the whole coming the other way thing should be dropped it should just be i collided with a stationary truck but i mean i guess saying coming the other way suggests that it's almost like the truck's fault but if it's stationary that's impossible isn't it number seven the pedestrian ran for the pavement but i got him now <laughs> this definitely sounds like he's glad or that he intended to do it. But don't worry, I got him. I think it's just bad choice of words. Maybe, like, he ran for the pavement, but I still couldn't avoid hitting him. Although he ran, I still hit him. Something like that. Uh, number eight. In an attempt to kill a fly, I drove into a telephone pole. Now, this this sounds like the fly was on the telephone pole, and he tried to hit it with his car. So, um, in an in an attempt to kill a fly, I drove into a telephone pole. Would probably be, I was trying to kill a fly that was in my car when I hit a telephone pole, or I was trying to uh, kill a fly that was in my car and I hit a telephone pole. I would say. Number nine. Coming home, I drove into the wrong house and collided with a tree I don't have. Um, I guess this would be like I accidentally drove into the wrong drive and hit a tree I didn't expect to be there. But it's quite a nice phrase. I collided with a tree I don't have. Uh, number 10. I thought my window was down, but I found it was up when I put my head through it. So he put his head through the window. I think this is self-explanatory, really, um, I would say. Um, number 11. The guy was all over the road. I had to swerve a number of times before I hit him. Again, it sounds like he did it on purpose. To swerve means to kind of turn left and right very quickly, in, maybe in order to avoid something. So the guy was all over the road. I had to swerve a number of times before I hit him. Again, it sounds like he did it on purpose. The guy was driving very erratically, and I had already had to swerve a few times to avoid him before I eventually hit him quite a complex one uh but um but there it is the guy was driving very erratically what's well, a nice word isn't it erratic he was driving erratically and i'd already had to swerve a few times to avoid him before i eventually hit him mm, okay i need to add some vocab to my list here okay done don't forget to check the vocab list that you'll find on the page for the episode also i'll be going through it uh, at the in when later in this episode so, number 12, I'd been driving for 40 years when I fell asleep at the wheel and had an accident. Now, obviously, this sounds like um, he'd been driving for 40 years non-stop and then finally fell asleep. Uh, but I guess it means that, you know, I was a very experienced driver who'd never had an accident until one day I fell asleep at the wheel, you know, and had an accident. <laughs> or, I, you know, I'm, I've, I have 40 years of driving experience. And uh, one day I fell asleep at the wheel and had an accident. Hmm, okay. Um, number 13. As I approached an intersection, a sign suddenly appeared in a place where no stop sign had ever appeared before. I think this is self-explanatory, isn't it? But it's, it's, um, it appeared in a, stop si in a place where no stop sign had ever appeared before. I, I suppose it should be, I didn't expect to see a new stop sign in a spot where there had previously been none. I would say so. Um, so it sounds like he um, maybe went through the intersection, had a collision uh, because he didn't see the stop sign because the stop sign wasn't there before. 
Um, okay, this is exciting stuff, isn't it, listeners? Oh, are you are you um, are you following this? Okay, isn't this riveting? Really, truly riveting stuff here. This stuff about accidents. <laughs> I'm now wondering if this is as as funny as I had hoped. Instead, it's all of it's rather sort of uh, it's a bit geeky, really, isn't it? Number fourteen. To avoid hitting the bumper of the car in front, I struck a pedestrian. Um, um, <laughs> it sounds like he intentionally hit a pedestrian in order to avoid hitting a car. So it would be, I accidentally struck a pedestrian while I was attempting to avoid hitting another car. Okay. The bumper is like the, the part at the front and the back of the car that would bump up against another car if it was parking or something. Sort of black plastic bit called the bumper on the front. Number f- uh, 15, I saw a slow-moving, sad-faced old gentleman as he bounced off the bonnet of my car. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, what can I say? He, he hit the guy with his car. I saw a slow-moving, sad-faced old gentleman as he bounced off the bonnet of my car. <laughs> what can I say except the word bonnet is obviously the front part that covers the engine. Um Number 16, no one was to blame for the accident, but it would never have happened if the other driver had been alert, which is a contradiction in terms and sounds very petty and vindictive. No one was to blame, but it would never have happened if the other driver had been alert. Mm. Uh, Complete contradiction. Um, Number 17, I bumped into a lamppost which was obscured by human beings which makes me think of the day-to-day. Remember that? Helicopters, machines with blades for cutting air. Air that's soft and easy to slice, like human beings. Uh, That was from the episode about the day-to-day that I did, whenever it was. Um, But I bumped into a lamppost which was obscured by human beings. Uh, It sounds like he may have hit some people. And also, it's just weird to call them human beings. Why not call them people? I bumped into a lamppost which was obscured by some people, but human beings. Hmm. Uh, Number 18. The accident was caused by me waving to the man I hit last week. Hello. (laughs) How are your legs? All right. Crash. Oh, dear. And then finally, number 19 was a house hit my car, which uh, I think you understood. So there you go. 19 hilarious true insurance claims. Oh, we've all had a a knee-slapping time of it in this episode, haven't we, listeners? Let's go through some of that vocab. Why not? This is going to be a shorter episode than usual, it looks like. So, vocab. So we've got um, to drive... drive, uh, No, hold on a minute. I'm going to have bumper, uh, bonnet, boot first of all. So the bumper is the front of the car. I described it earlier on, the part that would bump against um, uh, another car. Um, Okay, so that's the bumper. There's the front bumper and the rear bumper. Then you've got the bonnet, which is the front part of the car. You could lie down on it maybe if you wanted to. It wouldn't be very comfortable. That's, um, That's what covers the engine usually, if the engine is in the front of the car. That's the bonnet. In America, they call it the trunk, Hey, can you pop the trunk? You know, they're constantly popping trunks, aren't they, in America? Whereas in in England, it's like, could you open the bonnet, please? You know, so that's the bonnet. Then on the back of the car, you've got the boot, the boot. Open the boot, you know, uh, whereas in America, it's the... Hold on. 
No, I got it wrong. I got it the wrong way around. The bonnet in America is the hood. Did I say hood before? I can't remember. But the boot is the trunk. So uh, the bonnet is the hood in America, and the boot is the trunk in the United States. Okay, then you've got expressions like this. To drive straight into something. For example, I drove straight into a bus. To drive into something means to crash with it. I dr- and to drive straight into it means to crash with it directly. I drove into the bus. I, I drove straight into a bus. A lorry. A lorry is a huge... In America, they call it like a, tr- a truck. huh? Hey, buddy, you got a neat truck. Whereas in England, it'd be like, all right, mate, you've got a nice, nice lorry. So lorries are huge things. The brakes go when they break. You know, a big lorry. For example, I drove out of my house and crashed into a lorry. Um, next, uh, to have one eye on this and the other eye on that. Now, normally you've got two eyes. So you have one eye on that and one eye on that. I had one eye on the lorry and the other eye on a pedestrian. A pedestrian, of course, is the is a person who's walking by the side of the road. We call them pedestrians because they walk on their feet. Uh, then we've got expressions to mean to drive away uh, from the side of the road or to drive away from a stationary position in a car. So that would be to pull away or to pull off, okay, uh, or to pull over or to pull up would mean to stop at the side of the road in a car. So if it's stop, it's pull over or pull up we you know we pulled up outside the bank at 12 o'clock or the cops asked us to pull over you know uh, we got into the car and pulled away into traffic we pulled off into traffic uh head i headed over the embankment head would mean go in that direction probably on purpose we've got head for head for the pub Head to something, head to town, head off, meaning I'm going to go, I'm going to head off now, meaning I'm going to leave. Head over, meaning come and visit. Yeah, I'll head over later on. I glanced at my mother-in-law and headed over the embankment, or head over in that sense as well. We've also got collide with and the word collision. And I think I'm going to sneeze. Am I going to sneeze? No, there was a sneeze. There was a hint of a sneeze in my nose but it's just tickling my nose slightly. It's not going to happen. Dun, dun, dun. This is very tense. This is very tense. We need some tense. Is Luke going to sneeze music? Here we go. Are you ready? Here's the intense. Is Luke going to sneeze? Am I going to sneeze? Am I going to sneeze? Is it going to come out of my nose? Am I going to sneeze? Okay. Okay, the sneeze went away. What's with these random musical moments? I don't know. Never done that before. You know, we've always got to try and come up with something new on the podcast. Random, randomly improvised songs. Interesting. Not sure how that's going to pan out. Anyway, to collide with something and a collision. So it means crash, basically. I collided with a stationary lorry, uh, for example. Um, I crashed into. But you collide with... And you crash into. I collided with a lorry. I crashed into a lorry. A huge collision today on the M6 outside Manchester would be the BBC way of doing it. Although I could do a better BBC version. A huge collision today on the M6 outside Manchester. That's the proper BBC way to say it, isn't it? And that's the noun version. A collision. Um, 
crash into or just crash means collide so we've got collide with or crash into i crashed into my own house or during the escape i collided with a police truck and had to murder them all before escaping on a motorbike while i threw grenades at an army van and stole an ambulance from a crime scene that's right i was playing grand theft auto 5 on my playstation (laughs) um yeah so that didn't really happen you see did you see what i did uh, then we've got, well, drive into, already already had that one, could mean crash as well, or it could mean enter somewhere in your car. For example, I drove into the vicarage, meaning uh, went inside, and I drove into the vicar, meaning I, you know, crashed into the vicar with my car. Uh, to swerve, we had earlier, would be to turn suddenly, maybe to avoid something. I had to swerve three times to avoid Tom Cruise until I finally hit him. Uh, or I finally got him, let's say. Not that I've got anything against Tom Cruise in particular. You know. Anyway, to, uh, we've also got expressions like to do it on purpose, to do it by accident. So if you do something on purpose, it means you do it intentionally. For example, I hit the pedestrian three times, but not on purpose. <laughs> and to do it by accident. For exa- and that would mean to do something unintentionally. For example, yes, I drove into the bank, I unlocked the safe, I took out all the money, I shot three cops, and I drove it off. But I did it by accident. Lol. You see? And then to fall asleep at the wheel, meaning to fall asleep while driving. Be careful not to fall asleep at the wheel. Take regular breaks. And then we also have to bump into... To bump into could be to meet someone by chance. Oh, I bumped into uh, Jeff the other day. You know, could be to meet someone by chance, but it also could mean to to collide with something, but in a small way. Like I bumped into Tony the other day. He says hello. And uh, I bumped into a rover in the car park. The the owner was not happy. He had a rover. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Do you see what I did there? Um... Yes, I made a joke. I made a joke. I bumped into a Rover in the car park. A Rover is a crap British car. They used to be good, but they're not anymore. I bumped into a Rover in the car park. The owner was not happy. He had a Rover. Okay. And then we have the word erratic. If you're doing something erratically, hmm, let's see. If you, It means you're doing it in a very inconsistent way. Uh, it means that you're doing it maybe in a uh dangerous way it means that you're sort of uh not following a regular pattern it happens at unexpected times moves along in a in an irregular way so uh what was it to swerve or to to, to drive erratically would be like to be turning left and right and you don't know which way they're going to go oh that's erratic driving or to drive erratically and that is it ladies and gents that's the end of this uh, episode which has been called 19 amusing insurance claims thank you very much for listening what's going on what's going on in podcast land how are you doing how are you getting on over there have you been re- listening to my recent episodes have you been enjoying the content uh the last one was with uh aussie english guy pete smithson from down under in the Antipodes in Australia, talking about all sorts of different things. Did you watch the video version of that? There was a video version. It's on my YouTube channel. 
check it out at uh, YouTube, Luke's English Podcast. You can see the full video version. Also, Pete has uploaded his, his video of our interview that I did on his podcast as well. Also on YouTube, um, Aussie English on YouTube, and then you can find it. So you can observe that entire conversation as it played out over about an hour and a half, I think. There's a whole section in his episode all about swearing, including the C word, the uh, the infamous C word, the C bomb. Um, and I'll let you discover it all by searching it and uh, listening to it. Okay, it would be quite nice to sing a little song, you know. I've, I mean, I was thinking... I was thinking to myself, I don't really have a song about driving. There's that one madness. I've been drive. I like driving in my car. It's not quite a Jaguar, but it's not that great for playing on the guitar. What else is there for car songs? Um, you know, I really can't think of any. I think there was there at least one other that I was thinking of doing. Um of a of of a car related nature that was it drive my car by the beatles but i'm not capable of doing that either so you know what i'm going to do i'm going to just do something completely uh, different something else entirely nothing to do with driving okay um you haven't really got any choice there's not really anything you can do about it obviously if you don't like listening to me sing this would be the moment when you check out bye-bye no, thanks for stopping by thanks for listening to the episode nice one Uh, Consider signing up to Luke's English Podcast Premium if learning English seriously is what you're interested in rather than listening to me waffle on and play songs on the guitar. If it really is learning English that you're serious about, then go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info to find out more about my premium service. I've been uploading videos with pronunciation drills that could be useful for you if you want to improve your clarity and fluency while speaking. Uh, It's also a good way to remember a lot of those old um, uh, bits of language, bits of target language that I've uh, recorded in previous episodes of the podcast. What am I going to do? You know, I feel like doing... Now this... Okay, my justification for doing this song is that there is driving at the beginning. Okay? So I, I think... Yeah, there's just the word highway mentioned uh other than that there's not a lot of driving i'm gonna have to tune my guitar because i think it's not in tune is it is that in tune no it's not all right pausing to tune up i'm now going to chew some nup i'm going to tune up (laughs) uh what you're thinking what is nup well, whatever it is, I'm going to get it and I'm going to chew it. And then when I've chewed some nup, uh, my guitar will be in tune because I will have tuned up. I would, yes, I'm going to tune up. You see? Tune up. It's like, okay. Anyway, I'm now going to tune up. Once I have chewed some nup, I'm going to play the song for you. Okay. Okay, so I've tuned up. And um, I wonder if you've guessed the song yet. So it's it is the... The Magnificent Hotel California by Eagles. It's a bit of a cheesy one, isn't it, really? It's the sort of track that you hear done as a cover version. There's like an acoustic cover version, and then there's the reggae version and all that sort of thing. You often get cover versions of this song. I actually love the original, and all those guitar solos at the end are amazing. 
and the lyrics are sort of weird but it's quite a nice one to do so I'm going to try and do that um, but um, yeah you know it's the story of a guy driving along the road I talked about the lyrics on the podcast once and um, but you can imagine that at the end of every verse because you know to try and keep it in within the theme of the episode you can imagine that at the end of every verse he crashes his car into something so you could just imagine that that happens if you want if that's important to you On a dark desert highway Cool wind in my hair Warm smell of colitas Rising up through the air Up ahead in the distance I saw a shimmering light My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim I had to stop for the night And there she stood in the doorway I heard the mission bell And I was thinking to myself It could be heaven or this could be hell Then she lit up a candle And she showed me the way The dark voices down the corridor I thought I heard them say Welcome to the Hotel California such a lovely place Such a lovely face Plenty of room at the Hotel California Any time of year You can find it here Her mind is Tiffany twisted She's got the Mercedes Benz She's got a lot of, lot of pretty boys she calls friends How they danced in the courtyard Sweet summer sweat Some dance to remember Some dance to forget So I called up the captain Please bring me my wine And he said We haven't had that spirit here since 1969 and still those voices are calling from far away Wake you up in the middle of the night Just to hear them say Welcome to the Hotel California Such a lovely place Such a lovely place Such a lovely face They're living it up at the Hotel California what a nice surprise, what a nice surprise Bring your alibis Mirrors on the ceiling Pink champagne on ice And she said, we are all just prisoners here Of our own device And in the master's chambers They gathered for the feast Stab it with their steely knives But they just can't kill the beast 
Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the place I was before. Relax, said the night man. We are programmed to receive. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Amazing guitar solo. Thank you for listening to the podcast speak to you again in the next one but for now it's time to say goodbye bye 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 thanks for listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.